Sam, the one and only Siv. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing real good. Yeah, real good. Nice to have a morning record. Yeah, it is. God damn. You know what I think about every time I get my ass out of bed before 11 on the weekend? Tell me. It's fucking cheddar jalapeno scones at Mayday, dude. Yeah, it shit was good. Really good. I don't know how they make scones that taste good after an hour, but they make the best scones. They really do. They really do. I went to, uh, I think they have really good bread, but, uh, you know, Patisserie 46 has their little, like, pastry side, which I think is all, like, immensely overpriced and uninteresting. But they have, I saw, we went to get a loaf of bread on a walk yesterday, and. They have chocolate-covered marshmallows that are literally... The marshmallows must be the size of a quarter. I'm not exaggerating. And for four of them covered in milk chocolate, guess how much they charge? Eight bucks. Nope. Twelve? Fourteen. Fourteen dollars. Three fifty per uh, marble-sized marshmallow. That's that's not all right. It's stupid. And those aren't even, like, a good candy. No, that's kind of dumb. It's a stupid candy. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I wanted. My dad says he doesn't get coffee there anymore because they charge six fifty for a latte too. That's absurd as well. It's totally absurd. That's like it's like a dollar fifty of unacceptable. Absurdity. Yes, I feel like five dollars is like. Well, that's what he was like. Okay, I mean, I think honestly, I think they should be like maybe four and change. That's like five watts. I think four fifty for a latte, and that's like the best coffee in the city. Um, yeah. And I think that's fine, you know? Chicago, you go to uh, the Dark Matter, which is, like, the biggest local roaster, and I think it's three seventy five for a latte, and their coffee is better, and it's sourced better, and it is roasted in-house. And I just, like, I don't know what the Patisserie 46 thinks that they're doing that is so special, but... Right. Um, that's annoying. Classic French pastry in that regards kind of can suck it, because it's just, like, they're pretty, but... No. Lack there's substance. Joint, there's a joint in. Have you ever been to Patrick's Any Diner? No. It's the it. It's it's kind of pricey, but it's not out of this world. And I swear to you, it's like a thirty feet long fucking bakery case of just like the most beautiful, beautiful things. pastries you've ever seen. And I remember going there and being <clears throat> like, oh. This is, like, reasonably priced for how hard they're for probably working yeah, these totally. fucking poor bakers. <laughs> totally, totally. I have a thing about, like, uh, classic French pastry in that I think, and I know that food is a balance. I think it's nice when food is presented pleasantly, and I actually, when I was on my, like, do chef vibe, it's, it's really fun to plate things and whatever else. But often those, like, 
very classic French pastries are like they put all of the energy into the beauty and then they just like don't taste like anything. Yeah. They're like anyways. <laughs> um uh oh, uh, one more not hockey related note. Have you watched Dope Sick? Uh no, I haven't heard of it until just 2 seconds ago. It's really good. It's um about like the fucking Oxycontin family and all of the evil and how they, you know, bribe doctors into getting an entire two generations of people addicted to fucking Oxycontin and then summarily heroin. But, uh, and and I actually, I started on the heroin before I got to the Oxycontin. I would like people to know that I'm an OG. But it's, it's kind of too much for me to watch because it's like very, it just like feels like being in withdrawal the entire time. But it's great. People should watch it if you're not educated on the situation. Um, have you it's heard... A, it's a great show. Have you heard What's of the that? Dollop podcast? No. This is right up your fucking alley. I don't know why I haven't shared this with you yet, and I'm a bad friend, and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But it's an American history podcast, and they do an episode on... Uh, I think it's Pfizer, or... Pfizer was Pfizer was part of the the lawsuit. I can't remember what the family's name is for OxyContin. But they do like a whole one on um, what is the name of the general name of the drug. I'm sorry, I'm not even two sips in Percocet? my coffee. Yet. No, 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 no. It's uh on like what do you call it? It's the thing that heroin and Fentanyl. Fentanyl. They reach on fentanyl towards the end, but but it's like the history of painkillers and how it's affected America and its existence. It's pretty wild. It's pretty cool. The dollop. Check it out there. I will. Cool. I'll give it a. I'll give it a go. And then Um, if you're um, one of the dollop people, Greg Anthony and somebody else, if you hear this, why don't you Venmo me twenty bucks? <laughs> we have a deep listener base. You should try and tap in on, okay? <laughs> um, uh, should we? Should we? Let me open up with with my hate for uh, Brendan Lemieux. Oh, All right. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, just, we'll do some current events, and then, so we'll, and then we'll dip back a little. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Lemieux bit. Uh, one of the Kachucks. I always mix up which Kachuk because I, I don't care about them. Brady. Um, bit Brady Kachuk's hand hard enough to draw blood uh, last night. And he's skating around the ice and he's like, he bit me! He fucking bit me! <laughs> yeah, you can, it's like the clearest <laughs> lip reading you've ever seen in your life. He's like, he fucking bit me! <laughs> um, and uh, if you don't know, on top of being a dirty player, Brennan Lemieux is a big old trumper. He's just like a fucking douchebag piece of shit. He was best friends with uh, Tony D'Angelo, who we know we hate. Um... And, and, you know, Kachuk's, I, I think he's, I don't like him, but uh, he's he's a good soundbite every now and then. He was interviewed after the game and calls him a complete brickhead. <laughs> um, <laughs> says it was the most gutless thing somebody could ever do. This guy, you could ask any one of his teammates. Nobody ever wants to play with him. This guy is a bad guy and a bad teammate. He focuses on himself the all the time. 
he's a joke. He shouldn't be kept in the league. He's gutless. He's going to keep begging to be in the NHL, but no other team's going to want him. He's an absolute joke. I can't even wrap my head around it. People don't even do this. <laughs> I, I liked it. It was fun for me. I was really happy with it. It is kind of like, what the fuck are you thinking? You know. Oh, yeah, it's wild. Tyson, it's such Jesus like a Christ. dirty fucking, like... And, uh, you know, I think, like, you get in the street fighting realm and it's a little different with rules. But, uh, like, hockey, there's, like, an understanding, you know? Yeah. These guys squabble in a decided way. I'd still be pissed if somebody bit me in a street fight, too. But. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, dude, I don't... Did you see that? Like, Brendan Lemieux is actually on top of him, too. Oh, yeah. So he, like... Yeah, and he's bigger. Pu- ...was punching down as yeah. well as biting yeah. the dude who was defending No, he's himself. a dirty piece, a piece of shit. Piece of I don't shit. understand why... Yeah. Um, good on the rags for getting rid of all their fucking openly right wing scumbags. But uh, Panarin got into some funny business too. At oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For those who didn't see, you should look up Panarin throwing his his glove. It's real cute. Baby it's real fun. It. it is funny. Um, I heard somebody querying, wondering if if maybe Marshawn had said something. You know more out of line than typical and I wouldn't be surprised at all because he just asked him what he had for dinner and Marchand had a better meal than he did I don't think that's what happened Corey I do I do I think Marchand's just a fucking prick who says stupid shit and tries to make jokes I bet he said something horrible about <clears throat> I don't know about something. <laughs> um, Corey and do I had that a kind of stuff anymore. He's a good guy <laughs> now. Corey and I, had, well, if people didn't watch the Wild, had a real fun game against Winnipeg. They've scored seven goals in each of their last home games. Put which on is a clinic, dude. Pretty fucking tight. They did put on a clinic. They really opened it up. The first was actually uh, pretty well contended, but but we were up two nothing. I think thanks to uh, excellent goaltending from. Our very own Cam Talbot. Uh, we'll get into that, and, but I still want to talk about the Wild. <laughs> um, 14 of 18 skaters scored a, a point. Which is, um, that's pretty solid. Bananas. That's that's pretty great. Um, yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's really great. And that's the team that we've built, right? I think yeah. that that's when they look like they're on everybody everybody's doing the thing, and it's really fun to watch, and it's really fun to watch them move the puck. It's fun to watch... Cap, I feel like is is he's doing less but doing more. You know what I mean? I yeah, feel absolutely. Like he's just like out there making good decisions. People Ryan want Hartman's, him. People sorry. want Kirill to like be doing his between the legs like puck yeah. peek every time. He's not doing that, yeah. but he's just really smart with where the puck mm-hmm. goes and where he goes. And he's been making shit happen for other people, which I think is. Exactly. Really I mean, sweet. three three assists, two of them primary, and 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 one goal. I just, you know, I know he had a, a slower. I I think it's fair to have been worried about his slower start and whatever else. But I I like it. I think it's great to see him move the puck like that. Uh, Ryan Hartman's on some pace for a forty five goal season. Uh, um, Good day, sir. And centered uh, Zooks and Cap for most of that game, which I think is is really exciting. I don't think Ryan Hartman's a number one center, but I think, no. God damn, he's 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 the best contract in the league right now. I think really Absolutely. without argument. Um, and um, the Wild are the best team in the Central right now. And you know, um, absolutely. And what I 
what I took away from that game was the first game of the season we played the Jets, and we hardly got out of that game in overtime. Yeah. It, it felt really nice to beat up on the team that is third in the Central. Yeah. Um, well, and, you know, that's the thing. They're on a losing streak, but Winnipeg's still a good team. They're they a, a good lot team. Of offensive they power. are a good team. They, you know, they're um, – yeah, they're a good team. I don't think that they're going to remain in a five-game losing streak. You know, that uh, this is a competitive, solid hockey squad, and it's great to... Obviously, their goaltending was kind of shaky, I think, in general, although Comrie came in and we still lit him up uh, yeah. after they pulled Hellebuck. And, you know, I just think we were just clicking. Yeah, no, that was, was really fun. I, it was really fun. The Central is pretty fucking close, you know, even, like... yeah. The Jets are ten seven and four, and Dallas Stars have played two less games than them. And I think that the Dallas Stars, their record, will, I think their record will go south. I don't. You watch them play. I don't think there is. Yeah. Other teams in, in even just in the league, and they really don't. They're not at the caliber that the Wild are at. And I'm not saying that the Wild are on the top of the chain either. I'm just saying. The teams in the I think the Central will start to divide up pretty quick, and I do kind of think. Nashville, for some reason, they're, I'm, I got my eye on them. I'm not saying that they're good. I'm saying that they're on the good. edge of maybe they could do something if they got their shit together. But I mean, that's kind of always where Nashville's at, right? But I, I think the West is is, I think the East is a is a better conference this year, kind yeah. of without argument. I don't think anybody can make a legitimate statement against that. But I do think the West is still very competitive in every respect, you know? Um, I agree. It's just tight. Oh, sorry. No. No, it's just, you know, there's a lot of it, it, there's a lot of teams that could go either way. I I agree, and I want to also add on to that is the West, actually, in my in my eyes, is more interesting. I mean, look at, look at the Pacific even, too. You got Edmonton, Calgary, and Anaheim. I did not expect Calgary or Anaheim to be anywhere no. near. No, and I don't think Anaheim is going to stay there. But no, I agree. Um, it's fun. Yeah. It is more interesting. I think that the style of play is more interesting too. Personally, I just you know. Um, you got the you, you know. I feel like the West. You you actually it's kind of like the power forward central, whereas the East is like the fashion shows, fancy right. clothes, and right. like the cool goals and shit, you know. Like. <laughs> um, yes, I do. I think it's it's uh, it's a really fun year. I'm, I'm having a good time. Mm. Yeah, dude, me too. Hell yeah. What do you want to do? Although, do you want to fight me about Ka- Talbot? Yeah, I do want to fight could, you about Talbot. We could talk about the Pacific and the Vancouver Canucks. Where do you, you want to go from here? Let's let's talk about Talbot because it's related to the Minnesota Wild. All right. Um, um, do you have something you want to lead in on, or do you want? Yeah. To- well, I have a couple things. Okay. Corey and I got in a, uh, a heated textual debate. It was heated. Um, well, no, but you know, it was one of ours. Uh, we had some back and forths um, about the goaltending because Corey. Goes, Cam Talbot, you know, ruined his shutout with a soft goal at the end of the game. That was a soft fucking goal, dude. It was like a pretty soft goal. It wasn't the softest pretty goal s- I've ever seen. It was from eight feet out on the short side. That's a soft but fucking literally, goal. How do you miss that angle? Kirill Kaprizov scored the same goal immediately after. Because Kirill Kaprizov is a skilled player. <laughs> so is fucking Pierre-Luc Dubois. 
Fyodor Dubois is a he's not on the player. level of Kirill Kaprizov, but he's not a bad hockey player. He's you know, and he's been looking better with the the Jets than he was on that team mired in shitty fucking energy in Columbus. Um, I it wasn't a it wasn't it was a goal that could have been stopped. My stance is at the end of a game where you're up six nothing. I think it's okay that your goalie starts to skate a little easier. If that had happened in the first period when it was still a game, I think that's a different conversation because, you know, momentum, whatever else. But I don't think that you can really come at Cam Talbot after the last two games, especially, where in in New Jersey he made 42 saves, I think. Uh, against yes. the Jets, he made 30 saves. It's 970 save percentage on the game, just for the record. Uh it's. I don't think it matters. So at that point, I don't think that you can really come at his quality of goaltending, which has at points this season been circumspect. But I don't think that's the goal that you get to argue. Okay, because that's it's totally it's, fair, you know, and I totally hear you. Um, one thing that I do disagree that you said that I think I don't really have to work hard to get you to come to my side on is there is no point in professional sports where you let up, where you skate easy. You, I don't think that you I ever mean, it's easy to say that, there. but there I, is, right? I mean, like, no matter what, guys If you want to do that, then the put in the backup. You don't. They didn't you put, don't have a guy that's been on the ice skate easy. You okay, play here's, players here's that are inexperienced and need the experience. Matt Zuccarello gets gets hacked in the finger, right? And and he's fine to go back out, but they don't play him for the rest of the game because they're like, we're up six nothing. It's not a game that there's that is in contention. It's okay for him to sit out the last you know ten minutes or whatever of the game so he can nurse his his hand and suck on his finger or whatever. And and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think it's easy to be like, never let up. And of course, that's what the guys would say. And of course, that's the intention. But it's just human nature. Guys are going to be like, oh, you know, I, I feel a little less urgency. I'm not tripping about it. Really, the greater debate, though, that we got into was what's the Wild's weakest point? Um, and, real quick, please. Yeah. I need, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not letting that go. I'm sorry. I think <laughs> on that, on the short, you don't let in that particular shot. I can see if under the circumstance that like Winnipeg gets a power play and Cam Talbot is they had hitting, a hold play. on please. A okay, but let me finish my point. <laughs> if Talbot is out, you know, outside the if he's riding the red line getting a good angle from a shot from the point and then the point guy shoots it over the slot and Cam Talbot has to extend himself fully to like get over and get the good angle and he if he lets that one go at six goals up i'm less mad about getting him getting beat on a short side from eight feet out you know what i'm saying like yeah don't don't try to like overexert your shit with five minutes left in the third and you're up by six like who gives a shit then but like dude a short side goal uh, my thing is is he lets those soft goals in kind of frequently and my thing is with the goaltending this, which is my point, and you can throw statistics at me and whatever you want. He does let in soft goals from time to time, and I think if we're going to be a big contender, we need a fucking brick wall, and we need somebody who's not going to look behind them if they don't know where the puck is. Like, I want somebody who's sure, who can make a big save from time to time, and I don't think that either goalie has this year. I'm just saying. Cam Talbot absolutely has made huge saves in the last two games. That's, just, that's, that's the thing, though. Like, I... 
I don't actually think that you're wrong to make that point. And I listened to uh, those Minnesota boys who aren't on K fan because K fans trash. Um, but and they talked about how Cam Talbot just got to the point. I don't know. There's some fucking metric that is like tough goals that are let in, and it's like goals that you shouldn't that you should not let in getting let in. And Cam Talbot was negative until the last three games or something. That's a problem. I totally agree. But to say that he didn't stand on his head at all during that entire game is just wrong. In the first, they outshot us in the first period. A lot of them were good looks. I looked at the sheet. I think that they had like eight scoring chances in the first period or or six scoring chances in the first period. None of them went in. So I think you can say that was a soft goal in a perfect world. He doesn't let in, but I don't think that you can say that he hasn't at all stood on his head. Secondarily, your point about needing a brick wall for a goalie. I think that's one of the ways that you can get to the Stanley cup. One of the ways is you have carry price. The other way is you have a team that just does it around them and you win three cups like a Corey Crawford. You know, I mean, Corey Crawford was not a great goaltender. I don't think anybody would argue that he was one of the greatest of all times. But he's got three fucking rings. Yeah, he had... At the, I, you know, I agree. I, I just think that there have been some goals that I've seen him, and I'm just kind of like... Yeah. That's, that's the yeah. goal that we're going to lose by, like, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't... I do. I, I'm not saying... That he's like gotta go or anything like that. I just think, and maybe we probably hey, we got different eyes on the game. I look at the goalies and I'm just like, oh shit! Like when we have a breakaway, if there's a breakaway against us, I kind of cringe up. Like I am not like bring it on. I'm I'm just like oh I don't even know who that fucking number sixty two is on the other team. Like who the fuck is that? He's probably gonna score on this goalie that I don't have a lot of confidence in for whatever reason I hear you and I think that this particular example is just not the one that proves the point because he was good for 99% or I guess statistically 97% of the game you know and and he let one in at the end when it really didn't fucking matter also I would just like to to read a light uh, text part of our text exchange no where <laughs> no <laughs> go ahead, Corey's go ahead, like go going ahead, go back ahead. in and we were arguing you know I said center's the, the softest point of the Minnesota Wild Corey said goaltending I actually think that you have an argument there um, although I, I don't think I think Cam Talbot is a Corey Crawford-esque goalie who I think if you put together you know a great team I don't see any reason that they can't win a Stanley Cup with Cam Talbert, who's on. Also, goalies, this is whatever. But uh, we kept going back. I said, if you can't win a cup with a 9, I said 925, but I think even lower than that. If you can't win a cup with a 925 goalie, which Cam Talbot is not quite yet, but he is above 900 quite quite a bit, uh, then you don't have any business being in. I didn't understand what you were saying to me. I didn't understand. (laughs) This isn't fair. And then I said that Flower won with a 902. (laughs) And then Sam was like, exactly. And then I sulked because I proved his point. I get it. Look, I don't think Talbot's a shitty goalie. I just don't think that he is of, like, stellar quality. I think he's a serviceable goaltender. And you say that, and I agree with you. He's middle of the league. I don't think he's elite. I don't think that, like... No, he's not elite. And you know what? You talked to me about me trying to justify... 
uh, Jordy Ben. Only justification that I had for that signing is we needed the depth. And I'm saying if Talbot is going to be serviceable, we need solid D. And it's, I don't, you know, I think if, hey, 2D goes down, one of our top four, we're maybe yeah. fucked. We are maybe fucked. Yeah. It's it's tricky, although I would also say that I think, you know, while Jordy Ben has proven to be pretty decent, and John Merrill skated real nice in a yeah. top pairing on defense, which is crazy. Also, Corey and I decided that John Merrill is, like, the less <laughs> well cared for. He's, like, kind of the mathy cousin of Marcus Polino. Yeah, he's, did, like, he's got the I same say? look, but, like, his teeth are a little bit more fucked up. His, like, face has been through some things, you know? Um, but what they, was my... That was funny. I want to remember what I said. What I'm trying to remember, too. It was pretty good. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, I guess, my just my final point on, on the goalies before I dive into historical goalie, goalie things later in the episode... Uh, Goalies are weird. They're they're hot. They're cold. Sometimes guys play. You know, you look at uh, Andrew Hammond, who was the best goalie in the league for twenty five games, and then virtually didn't play in the NHL again. Matt Murray just got sent down to the minors. As I'm surprised he didn't after get being. Up. I you know he's he costs a lot of money. The, the, he's on a six year. Uh, or a four-year, and I think it's the first year of the four-year, and so guys don't want to get stuck with it just in case he never gets his magic back because um, he's making six and a quarter, Whoa. which is pretty high for a goalie. You know? <laughs> that's um, kind of the that's, – that's fucking Ottawa for you. This yeah, year, though. after being shit. the youngest goaltender to win a cup other than Ken Dryden, I think, he goes from, you know, only five years later, he gets sent down to the minors. And that's just like – that's goalies. They're fucking weird. They just like – even, even like, a Carey Price or, you know, superstar goalies have these moments where they just, like, bleh, you know? Yeah. It's a weird position. Mm-hmm. It's tough. And I, and, I, and I think it is a weakness on the wild, and I also think that, you know, if the stars align and Cam Talbot is a slightly above average goalie, that should be enough to get you at least on a run. I... A healthy D... Yes, a healthy D, and absolutely. And ideally Although, an upgrade in the center, which... I would argue that we have... Uh, I, I just think that the Jordy Ben signing was kind of silly, even though he did fine. Um, we I, I think we have more defensive depth than people give us credit for. We haven't played Kalen Addison. I think they're going to send him down and bring up some dummy who can just like sit on the bench just in case uh, so that he can help the, the Iowa BBs you know, shine. Um, but it's just, you know, it's, I think that we have more defensive depth. I think that the way that the D has played with what is almost certainly our best defenseman out has been really remarkable. I think we got a pretty good defensive core. Yeah. No, I think, I think you're, I think going into the season though, like, it, yeah, you, they just, you I didn't know, you didn't it's know a, Merrill. It's a million we, bucks. We, fuck we, it. Yeah, yeah. We didn't know Merrill was going to be as good as he is. Kulikov, too, you know, kind of shaky. But, I mean, I think you make all those signings with yeah. the just-in-case scenario in play. I actually think so. Kulikov, when he's played in the level that he should be, like, I don't think he should be a, a top no, two he's a, pairing. He's a three. But he's, a, he's, he's, a, he's like, I think he's a really good three. He can yeah. he can move the puck. He sees the ice well. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, he's been in the league a long time. He's positionally really on point. I think, um, 
I, I you don't want him to be your number three defenseman on the team. But if he's your number five defenseman on the team, you're in pretty yeah. good shape. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I have nothing but agreements on that, at least. Let's talk about the imploding West Coast. I'm going to be close to them, but probably won't go. Team of... Uh, Vancouver. Of uh, deep conversation right now. Uh, I've never been to Vancouver. I'd like to. I'd like to go I've to spent Vancouver a lot too. of time in the Pacific Northwest, but never, never, never crossed that border. Dude, I want to go back to the P and Yeah, U. It's, it's lovely. Um, yeah, the Canadians are Canadians. The Canadians just well, fired their Canadian. GM, but the Vancouver Canucks, <laughs> um, they're fucking imploding, dude. They're um, having a messy time. They're 6-13, and what the fuck, I just had it in front of me. 6-13 and 2. Yeah, uh, They have a negative 21 goal differential. Um, they're just having just a bad, bad time, and they, they have won one of their last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, um, and it's just terrible. Um, there was, yeah, and they're they're off to their worst 20-game start of the season since uh, the Messier era. Um there's rumors of there's actually confirmed like Bo Horvat skipped the Halloween party and he's the fucking captain yeah um, and there's him and JT Miller just like aren't getting along when JT Miller is their number one center assistant captain wing he's a wing he's a yeah, center he can, he can play center but he's primarily a wing Horvat's the number one center oh Oh, but yeah, he's their number one offensive piece for sure. He's a point per game player. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. He's real good. Those games are up. Those games are so late for me. I know it's hard to. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I agree. <laughs> I haven't watched much, but I started, you know, poking but, my nose around but after yeah, the rumors hit. Vancouver has actually. Um, Vancouver media has actually kind of confirmed that there's uh, those two dudes are kind of peacocking for. Uh, yeah, the the leadership in the locker room, and it's just like completely dividing the room. And um, there's rumors that like Tanner Pearson is like the only one who sticks up for Bo or tries to voice anything that like Bo wants to do. JT Miller is like more outspoken. Bo is more like quiet and reserved, calm and cool, collected, if yeah. you will. He's kind of like a Spurgeon captain, I think. Yeah, and it's it's just not looking good and it's rumors that the GM is going to get fired, there's rooms that the coach is going to get fired, there's rumors that JT Miller is going to get traded and I just kind of think that they're fucked unless like one of the kids can like kind of mature and start uh, stepping on Yeah, but you hear that Elias Peterson's a real head case it sounds like I Mm -hmm. mean, it sounds like kind of and I don't know, you know, trade rumors are often absurd, and it's like, yeah, a team would take, you know, an enormous haul for probably those guys. But they're not, they don't want to move any of their young talent, which they have a lot of. Besser's having a bad season, but we've seen again, a lot of offensive again, output from him. Second in a row. Yeah. Third, yeah. I think, actually. I don't, maybe yep. he's not, maybe he's not the player that. He's got a lot of money on the tablet. But everybody's kind of underperforming, right? Like, Elias Peterson's also having a bad season. He's supposed to be something crazy. Um, 
from what I've heard, you know, and, and teams are calling, I think, about Horvat, but I think that Vancouver would like Horvat to be their continuing, you know, uh, kind of young identity. I think he's 26. Um, he's he's not like a knockout offensive center, but he's really good and is... 11 points in 21 games for Horvat. Yeah. Oh, but yes, last year I think he had, you know, 40 something in 50 some games you know he's like a he's a solid point eight point seven point per game guy and if again you know if they're defensively responsible and aware it's kind of what you hope for from you know a 26 year old number one he works as a number one center he he can be a number one center and and from what i read he's less on the chopping block than jt miller despite the offensive output of jt miller in large part, I think because Bo Horvat is a, is a natural center, and you know they're they're, I think the hardest piece to get in the NHL. Oh yeah, there's less Absolutely. than thirty two of them, and that you know makes it really tricky. Um, Not that this is like a stat that is required, but it is kind of worth noting that like no player has eclipsed. I mean, no player has gotten to ten goals yet this season. And they played twenty one, yeah. and nobody. And this one is more of a reach, and I don't think it's like you need to have a point per game. I mean, player, it's a forty but like, goal pace. There's no, there's no point per game player even really, which just. I like, think JT Miller's a, a point under point per game. He is two points under point per game. Okay, yeah. But I mean, still, like if you have two lines that can score and you don't have. I mean, with that much offensive power, you should have. A couple guys, at least, who are close to a point per game. I agree. I don't think that, you know, point per game is like no. I that's I, a that's like a really good hockey player. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I mean, I yeah, I mean, if you, I hate to do this, but the Vancouver Canucks are playing the Bruins tonight, and you click on the Bruins, and it's just like the top line of the Bruins: Bruji, Pasta, and Marchand. They all are like yeah. Like, although they're not, they're the not Bruins doing good. Are, Aren't banging yeah, it out great. either. Yeah. The Detroit Red Wings are doing better than yeah. the Bruins, which and is the Rags kind of and the fucking Yeah. East it's is an exciting weird. season this year. It is an exciting season. I love it. I love it all. Uh, I'm excited to see what will happen in some ways, and, and I'll just keep it brief because people don't care about my take on it. But, uh, you know, there was some rumor that the Wild reached out about maybe and I would assume that you would have to do Fiala and maybe a pick or something to take in J.T. Miller. T.J. Miller? J.T. 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 Miller. Um, I I certainly wouldn't thumb my nose at adding a, a guy like J.T. Miller, who is very talented. He's, he's, he's a good hockey player. Um, he's a really good hockey player, and I would, you know, you can always use more offensive output. In some ways, I don't think it answers any of the questions that the Wild currently have about their team. Like, we have, we've got some offensive firepower. We could use more, but it's not, that's not the issue. When I look at the Wild, I think about a backup goaltender, I think about a number one center, or even like Oh, a two, goalie, you say? You're I, I said a backup goalie. Yes, I did. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, just um, wanted to be clear. Although I don't want to, I don't really want to give up anything for a backup goalie right now. I think we're not at that point. Maybe, no, absolutely. Maybe not. if we're and still chugging along, and and the trade deadline comes along, and we're like, this might be the year. Maybe you try and flip something for something. But I don't want to. I certainly don't want to see any futures put into it. Nope. 
And I don't really want to see any futures put into a, a, a JT Miller just to have another good wing on the team. Oh, you know? hey, what's Fiala's contract? Do you know off the top of your head? 5.35 just this year. Oh, shit. You know, dude, JT Miller's contract is 5.25. Yeah, and I think that's why it makes but sense for them. They're like, years. we can, dun, dun. It's a good contract for JT Miller. It's a great contract for a guy who, who might put up 70 points in 80 games pretty dependably. Um, just like Fiala, if he gets it together, is also, I think, a really good contract, although he's only signed for Fiala's this year. Not you know. We don't have money um, for him. We don't have money for Fiala. No, we don't, and he's going to want more money next year. Unless he stays bad, we can sign him for four, but I think he's over being on the wild, and I think they're over having him. Hopefully it comes together, though. He, he You know, he looked more like a like a piece on He won that game for Winnipeg. us on fucking Thursday. He did, yep, and he looked great doing it Um, you know I actually thought Jordan Greenway while he is still having a real drought I thought he looked better against Winnipeg too you saw him a couple times Um, hard to look bad if you're on the wilds that's true especially if you're up 7-1 but you know he was I thought he was notable and I think uh, I heard the guys on the radio trying to say that Matthew Boldy's a a Jordan Greenway-esque player and while I would be fine with us moving Boldy or moving Greenway for you know whatever or throwing him in to get a number one center with Fiala. I don't think that's a reasonable comparison it's, because it's, I think the intangibles Greenway brings isn't what we want from from Matthew no. Boldy. Boldy's he's more handsy than Greenway is. Like yes. what are they thinking? Are like they're just because they're yeah. like, come on. You well, know they're what I'm like about to they're both here. wings who you know or whatever. No. But yeah, no, you know, seriously. Jordan like, Greenway's a, a power forward. In he's a, a in fucking. A, yeah, dude, yeah. he's an actual like. I know we have a dude with the nickname Moose, but like Greenway yeah. is legit a fucking like big man, big yep. man. And let us Boldy is way more handsy and he's faster. Do these yes. guys know anything? I no, I think that they're 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 they like other sports, you know, and they're just Sam. Let's the best. go to radio school and just start a hockey <laughs> podcast empire. What the fuck? You know my. Uh... My sponsor in AA really liked my voice, and he always told me that he knew people in radio and would get me a job. Well, dude, it's like, I don't know let's get a distro mean. deal. What we <laughs> need to do is get those other fucks in left of sports division that like love football. We need to just start yeah. Empire and get a that's big actually a, that's going. not a bad idea. Start Fuck. the leftist, the answer to fucking barstool. That'd be tight. Um, well, no, we don't even think about. I'm not even worried about those other. Well, things. no, I know, but I'm just saying, wouldn't it be <laughs> rad to like open a you know, blatantly left leaning sports uh, empire? That's what we're Is doing. Really, not one. That's that's what These we're doing. These are the seeds, man. We're planting the roots, <laughs> man. Eight listeners at a time. <laughs> hey, that's eleven. Eleven listeners at a time. <laughs> well, that might change. That might change. Absolutely, we, it's changing. It Listen to change. us. Yeah, People. listen to us. We're going to get a website in the new year after I mm-hmm. get my raise. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A little cool shit. Uh, can I give a little uh, hockey history? Yeah, I do. Or do you have other, other things for Vancouver? Um, No, I, that, was, no I, it, it, that was just such a big story. I felt like we yeah. had to touch No, absolutely. It. We have to acknowledge it. Also, it's relevant to the Wild, I think. You know, I think that they will sniff around and ask about things, and I think... Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. I I also don't want us to pick up Besser because I think he gets paid too much, and even if he returns to form and wants to, you know, uh, play by his home, I don't know. I don't really. Not it it kind, doesn't yep. answer our questions at all, and I don't think you know. Not on that um, contract, absolutely. And I think 
they probably still think he's worth quite a bit and I wouldn't want to give up, you know. Um, anyways, November 28th is apparently the day of the goalie. You know, every now and then when I'm puttering around thinking about what I'm going to talk about, I look up, you know, hockey history shit. And uh, there is a lot of goalie history on November 28th. So allow this sieve to talk about guys who aren't sieves for a minute. <laughs> um we're going to start with a little bit of a bummer one. Uh, on November 28th in 1925, uh, George's Vezina, 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 uh, who on, is obviously the namesake for the Vezina trophy, um, collapsed uh, on the ice and several months later died from tuberculosis. Uh, he was the only... Habs goalie from 1910 to 1925, literally the only one to play games, um, which is pretty crazy. He obviously is is the namesake for the best goalie in the league uh, award. I don't know a ton about his career other than that, but I, you know, relevant. Um, uh, some date and number fun. Jacques Plant, who uh, is often credited with popularizing masks on goalies. I don't believe he was the first, but um, I think he was maybe the first like really good goalie who wore a mask. Uh, recorded his 28th shout- uh, shutout of his career on November 28th, 1954. <laughs> Those numbers mm-hmm. match up nicely. Uh-huh. That's what I was thinking. Uh, Glenn Hall, who was also an all-time great goaltender, 54th shutout in 1963 on November 28th. Uh, Mr. Mean Billy Smith was the first goalie to be credited with a goal in 1979. It was really uh, the other team's own goal, but, you know, he was the last to touch it, so he, he got a goal, which is super unheard of. I don't think it happened again to, like, Broder. Yeah. Um, and he was mean. People should look up. They, they there's like. What do you mean? You could give us an example, please. There's just video clips. I don't know anything about his fucking career other than that he was like mean with the stick. And there's all these video sticks of him just like taking Superman hacks at everybody's fucking shins. Really? Um, yeah, I think he was like a scary dude. <laughs> Guys who talk about playing against him, it's a little bit like when people talk about like Bill Russell in basketball. They're like that motherfucker. Or maybe it's Bill <laughs> Walton. I can't remember. Um. Clint Malarchuk, the Clint Malarchuk, uh, who we should probably re-record the episode where we go into him. He's he's the fellow who got his uh, his neck slit on on ice. Oh yeah. And then sometime after, shot himself in the head, and neither instance led to his death. He's lived a pretty crazy life, but he got his first uh, shutout in 1985. Jeez. Dwayne Rollison, later of Wild fame. Uh, had his first shutout in 1996. The one, the only, the Twitter god, uh, Roberto Luongo, Stromboni, had his NHL debut in 1999. Um, On the 28th? Got, yeah, yep. Jeez. All of these 28th. It's crazy. <laughs> A lot of goalie shit. A lot of goalie shit. Um, he stopped 43 out of 44 shots, but Corey thought that the one that he let in was a little soft to uh, beat the... I don't remember who he beat, but he, he won 2-1. to one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Jab, jab! Duck and weave, bob and weave. Uh, 
<laughs> also, uh, Roberto Luongo has the third most wins in NHL history, after Brodeur and Patrick Waugh, yep. which is kind of crazy. I knew he was good, but that's it's you know pretty remarkable. He also played till he was like sixty. So, well, it's also like kind of fucked up that that dude didn't win a cup with how fucking good yeah. he was. Yeah, I think I mean that's the thing is I think he was like the dominant goalie at least over time and, and prolificity of the you know mid two thousands. Absolutely. No, he was truly a master of a master of the craft for sure. He was. Yeah, and I just think that, you know, we don't talk about him like he doesn't get put in the same in the same conversation as, as a Hashik or a or a Wah. And I don't know that he was as skilled as them, but certainly his the teams uh, in front of him weren't and he didn't do right, shit. He was like, on fucking Florida forever. He was on a subpar <laughs> Islanders for a while, you know. And um, he didn't like walk up to the GM of the Montreal fucking Canadiens no, and demand a trade. Yeah. He didn't play or, for the Devils or he didn't anything make jokes like about that. Fucking attacking his wife like Patrick was piece of shit ass. Don't forget he's a horrible human. Yes, he is. Um and last but certainly not least uh, sweet, sweet flowers! Birthday is today. Happy Shut birthday, up! Flower. Oh, what a dude! This mm-hmm. is goalie day. It's wow. goalie day. I know. I was like, I was like, is this just about winning goalies? But it was like there was a lot. Of, I did. There was a, several other shutouts and whatever else that I didn't care about. But uh, November twenty eighth, day of the goalie. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing mm-hmm. that. Thank you for it's doing that bit. Yes, I, wow, course. that was great. My pleasure. It's a good one. Yeah, it's we should have opened with that. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully people made it. 45 minutes. We're right on target. Yeah, we got to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get out of here, people. Uh, all right. Enjoy your days or nights or weekends or lives, wherever you are. Thanks for coming.